the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, what's going on? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on the air, and it's on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. One craft beer guest this evening that's going to be joining me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms as well as SoundCloud. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. A little Stone Sour to kick off this Labor Day weekend. The title track from their latest Hydrograd. Got a chance to see these guys in July. Man, they are just awesome. If you are a fan of Slipknot, you are certainly a fan of Stone Sour. If you're not a fan of Slipknot and you haven't heard Stone Sour well, uh, you are in for a treat. If you're a fan of old-school heavy metal, this is a band that is just unbelievable. Corey Taylor's uh, heavy metal group, Stone Sour, he's the front man for uh, Slipknot as well, and two entirely different bands. I've talked about this before. These guys, though, I'll tell you, they help my uh, my little workouts uh, that I try and get in every day. I try to do about a, a half-hour, 45-minute walk every day. And, uh, boy, let me tell you, when you crank up the metal, uh, you walk just a little bit faster and you get that workout done. You know, you start to, eh, I don't feel like doing this, I don't feel like doing this. But you pop the headphones in, you get walking, and uh, and uh, you get you get those feet moving in the, the beat and the drum beat and the guitar and you get those riffs. And I'll tell you, it propels you and it gets you through uh, that workout because got to get healthy, man. Got to get healthy. Listen, uh, I, I'm not ashamed to admit it, cancer survivor. Uh, very happy with that. And, um, you know, it wasn't life-threatening. But, you know, it made me uh, look at things a little bit differently uh, in my perspective uh, of life. It's been an interesting uh, journey over these last, uh, God, we're in the month of September already. So uh, it is a year ago uh, last year that I was diagnosed uh, with the cancer. September uh, of last year was the month I was diagnosed with cancer. People were complaining, your voice doesn't sound right, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turned out I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, stage two. We started uh, chemotherapy um, shortly thereafter that early October and, uh, six months later and a little uh, dose of radiation for about a month. And I am cancer free for now. Hopefully it doesn't ever come back. But, uh, uh, for those of you out there who are listening, dealing with, uh, some type of ailment, whether it be cancer or something else, never give up fighting. Always fight till your last breath. You have to keep fighting because the light is just around the corner. You know what I mean? And I don't mean heaven. I mean, the light is just around the corner, and you can beat it. Whatever it is, you can beat it. All right. Let me get off the soapbox there and enough of the philosophical discussion. Our only guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Jason Carty, the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild. They've got a great event coming up in a few weeks at I Play America in Freehold. We'll discuss that along with the state of New Jersey beer. That's going to happen in about 20 minutes. But let's kick off some news and notes and, and a little bit of an expanded edition of news and notes. We're going to do news in this segment. We're also going to do news in our second segment as well. That's the only reason why we have the one guest on the program. And a programming note for next week's show uh, will be only 30 minutes 
for next week's show due to Syracuse football. Uh, Syracuse football may run a little bit late, so we're doing a 30-minute program. No guests on that program either. It'll be a news segment, and then we'll do suds and duds on next week's program. That'll be a 30-minute show. Uh, so let's, uh, let's kick it off. So, of course, we've had all this uh, stuff with Hurricane Harvey down in Houston, and that has affected uh, craft breweries as well in the state of Texas. So um, a lot of local beer down there is in flux. Um, it's caused uh, several breweries, and distributors, and retailers in the Houston area, obviously, to close. Others have attempted to open, serving as donation collection centers uh, and offering beer to first responders. They, uh, let's see, own, uh, City Acre Brewing in Houston reported uh, having uh, flooding inside its brewery. They would shut down its operations for the next few days. Uh, as of this past Tuesday, other craft breweries were attempting to restore operations. St. Arnold. Uh, which is Texas' oldest craft brewery. They reopened their tap room Tuesday afternoon to host a supply drive. Uh, and, of course, for those of you who are unaware, the world's, world's, <clears throat> excuse me, the world's largest beer maker, Anheuser-Busch InBev, they operate a manufacturing plant in Houston. They stepped up with relief of their own. Uh, AB InBev shut down their Georgia facility to brew canned water. They sent about 150,000 uh, cans of water, and I'm sure more was is coming uh, to the Houston area to help support the uh, the relief efforts uh, in Houston. Uh, AB's Breweries, subsidiary companies, Longhorn Glass Corporation, and Carbach Brewery were all safe. Uh, those locations did not suffer any significant damage. Uh, gas prices, of course, reaching a two-year high on Monday due to the shutdowns of at least 10 Texas oil refineries. People forget, you know, the hurricane, not only loss of life, uh, businesses shutting down, Oil refineries are affected, too, down in Texas, so that means the price of gas is going to go up. All of this affects small business because in the short term, it's going to be more expensive to get gas. How are you going to get your beer uh, from one place to the other if your gas is that expensive? There might be a slight markup on beer. Uh, We shall see. And uh, National Beer Wholesalers Association Chief Economist Lester Jones uh, told the uh, website Brewbaum, it's too early to tell how the market's going to be affected. A lot depends on how quickly refinery capacity is restored. Um, but, you know, hopefully uh, it's a small blow and a temporary one and doesn't affect the, the price of beer too much. So AB InBev, as I said, they've shipped a total of now 155,000 cans of water to the American Red Cross in Arlington and Baton Rouge because, of course, Louisiana was affected as well. <clears throat> Miller Coors uh, is shipping 50,000 cans of drinking water uh, to the American Red Cross. They've also pledged to donate at least $25,000 to relief efforts. And Oscar Blues which has an Austin location, announced its Can-Aid Foundation was donating 88,000 cans of water. Austin-based family business beer company has raised more than $136,000 for people affected by the storm. Via CrowdRise, an independence brewing company announced plans for a toy clothing and supply drive at its taproom this uh, this weekend that's going on now. Uh, Lorelei Brewing Company is going to collaborate with several Corpus Christi brewers on a Hurricane Harvey Relief Ale with all proceeds going to relief efforts. So it's nice to see the beer community getting together and helping and supporting the relief efforts uh, in Houston and the surrounding areas, Corpus Christi in Louisiana as well, uh, to the Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. It's been about 18 months since Southern Tier Brewing Company and Victory Brewing combined operations under the family office-backed artisanal brewing ventures. And last week, the two breweries announced plans to open a jointly-run innovation brewery and taproom in Charlotte, North Carolina. Brewers from South Tier, Southern Tier, excuse me, and Victory are going to collaborate and create new beers specific to Charlotte and the Carolinas that may or may not become national releases. Uh, the new space is also going to serve flagship brands such as Southern Tier's New School IPA and Pumpkin, along with Victory's Golden Monkey and Prima Pills. 
basically, the, uh, the the reason behind it, uh, getting together in North Carolina, uh, they said that there's an influx of people moving to Charlotte from Southern Tiers and Victory's core territories of Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, and Ohio. So they know that there's interest in the area. They wanted to get beer in that area. They can get it out fresh to those people, uh, you know, in that area. And listen, I mean, this is... Uh, you know, as Bill Kovaleski, the uh, Vic- uh, Victory co-founder, he said, there's so much migration from our core markets. By no means are we chasing those consumers, but this is an opportunity to stay re- relevant. He told this to Brewbaum. They're going to have a 28,000-square-foot facility, and the two breweries plan to operate a 25-barrel brew house capable of producing approximately 10,000 barrels annually. They'll have a beer garden, packaging hall, quality lab, a fermentation cellar. Um, the uh, beer garden will have indoor and outdoor uh, private event spaces. They're going to add more than 100 full and part-time workers. That uh, is very cool. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, the New Jersey Beer Festival that we're going to be talking to Jason Carty about uh, in just a few minutes as we continue here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, this is taking place September 16th, noon to 4 p.m. It's the New Jersey Brewers Association. They're going to host a fundraiser festival at I Play America in Freehold. There's going to be over 30 New Jersey breweries. Uh, handcrafted vendors as well, chocolate, cheese, beef jerky, lots more. Uh, the festival helps every New Jersey brewery as, w- as well as the local businesses that will be there. Um, again, I Play America in Freehold. Uh, tickets are $50. They have some vi- VIP tickets uh, for $75 that are left. Not too many left. Just go to new- njbeer.ticketleap.com to purchase tickets. Chatham Brewing, Columbia County's first and finest brewery in New York's upper Hudson Valley as they say. They've released their Hop Crop IPA. It's a Harvest India Pale Ale, a bold West Coast-style IPA. Uh, it is liberally a wet-hopped, fresh-picked Cascade hops from Chatham Brewing's Hop Yard in East Chatham, as well as from the Kinderhook Creep Hop Yard. Uh, and let's see, the beer is out. The beer is out now. Hop Crop IPA with a 6.5% ABV, available in 12-ounce cans and on draft at bars, restaurants, and retailers. Probably serving some Chatham Brewing products. Definitely have to get uh, a can or two of that for review on the Craft Beer Cast. Dogfish Head, uh, they are releasing their pumpkin ale, uh, which, you know, listen, it's September. I get it. You know, it's time for the pumpkin stuff. It's clocking in at a 7% ABV, uh, brewed with real pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, nutmeg, and cinnamon. And uh, another draft only that has just been released by them, it's Karabach. It's a Bavarian-style Wiesenbach. Uh, known for being rich and malty, notes of chocolate, bananas, toasted malt. This is an 8% ABV, uh, brewed with malted yeek. Uh, malted yeek? What is yeek? I meant to say wheat, and I said yeek. Go figure on that one. Oh, I know why, because uh, the next line was dark Munich. So maybe I mixed those two up. My apologies. <laughs> this is what happens uh, when, you're, uh, when you're taping this program, uh, sometimes very early in the morning. So the Karabach, it's a Bavarian-style Wiesenbach. Uh, again, chocolate, bananas, toasted malt. It's an 8%er. That is a draft-only release, so you'll have to check uh, the bars in your area to find out uh, where they're going to have it. Of course, obviously, it'll be on tap uh, at Dogfish Head's facility and their brew pubs as well. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes to get to, and then Jason Carty, the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild, is going to join me at the bottom of the hour. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. 
And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for bold talk and bold ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamedin. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss Koba's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. Right now at the Home Depot, get 15% off select special order windows and doors, including installed windows, entry interior and storm doors, patio doors, even garage doors. If you've been thinking about an update for your windows or doors, but you've been looking for just the right time, this is the opening you've been waiting for. Come fill it with select windows and doors. 15% off now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bowed through September 13th. Installed windows available in select markets only. See store for details. Reading helps children discover the world around them. Helping a child develop the literacy skills they need for success in life is one of the greatest gifts you can give. Read with a child early and often, opening their window to the world. Hi, I'm Congressman Adriano Spaya. Teaching children to read at an early age can make a big difference in their future success. Help open a child's window to the world. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Did your financial advisor lose 30% or more of your life savings during the last market crash? Are you afraid it could happen again? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Tradeway specializes in teaching you how to cut out the middleman and take control of your money. At our first event, Step 1, Start Your Journey, you'll learn how business principles from the Bible, combined with our powerful skill sets for stock trading, can give you the ability to make informed financial decisions for your family. Having control can give you peace of mind even in an uncertain market because nobody cares as much about your hard-earned money as you do. Tradeway, you'll learn to reach your biggest goals by taking small steps. Coming to the JW Marriott Essex House, September 8th and 9th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me on social media. Very easy. Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Our only guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Jason Carty. He's the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild. They have a great event Coming up in a few weeks at the iPlay America Center in Freehold, we're going to discuss that along with the state of New Jersey beer. And uh, some more news and notes to get to here. i got some local notes and uh, an interesting one about um, breweries on uh, ki- raising money on Kickstarter and then never opening. It's an interesting one. You definitely want to, uh, you definitely want to stay tuned for that. So uh, uh, some of those news and notes to get to. Cricket Hill Brewery, the good folks from Cricket Hill had released their pumpkin ale. Now Fall Festivus Ale uh, hits on September 7th. That's next week. 
and Jersey Devil Imperial Red Ale will hit on September 21st. And in case you didn't know, Cricket Hill celebrates St. Patrick's Day twice a year. Uh, they're doing this on Friday, September 15th. The Irish Harpers uh, will be there to rock the brewery uh, uh, halfway to St. Patrick's Day. It's a new supply of a limited edition T-shirt design that they put out. It's all in green. Uh, it'll be available at the brewery. Uh, they're encouraging you to come out and have fun. So thanks to the good folks from Cricket Hill Brewery uh, with that update. And uh, another interesting one, Left Hand Brewing Company is doing their Longmont Oktoberfest. That returns September 22nd and 23rd. Uh, this is their uh, Longmont's favorite fall gathering. It's going to showcase 10 independent craft Longmont breweries alongside 10 bands. And the headliner is Real Big Fish, the ska band. Very cool. Uh, they're great. Saw them a couple of years ago at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. Uh, definitely want to check that out. So the celebration starts on Friday, September 22nd. Live music starts at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, again, in Colorado. Uh, then uh, they'll kick it off again on Saturday, September 23rd at noon. It's a full day of festivities for all ages. Now, apparently on the Friday uh, show, they're going to have uh, uh, bratwurst eating, steinholding contests. They'll do a steinholding contest on Saturday as well, a best dress contest. Uh, and apparently Longmont's fifth year building the world's longest bratwurst at over 300-plus feet. So if you like bratwurst, maybe this is the place to check out. Full day of live music. Uh, lots of uh, Colorado bands, and then, uh, you know, obviously they're going to have Real Big Fish is going to be there on uh, Friday night, not on the Saturday. So uh, very cool. Good stuff from uh, from the folks at Left Hand Brewing, and I think we're going to try and get somebody on in the next couple of weeks uh, to talk about and promote uh, this particular event. Founders Brewing, as we continue on here in our extended news and notes uh, segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Founders Brewing is releasing a new ale that is going to be brewery-specific. It's only going to be available at the brewery. It's a barrel-aged Eisbach, which is in celebration of their 20th anniversary. This is going to be happening on October 14th. Uh, it's a it's called, let's see, uh, Founders is going to release Tank Bender. It's a bourbon barrel-aged Eisbach. I have no idea what an Eisbach is. And I'll find out about that and report back to you. Uh, it is going to be available for purchase on a first-come, first-served basis exclusively in their tap room on October 14th. It's going to be sold in uh, 750 milliliter bottles and custom gift sets. Uh, Tank Bender follows in the footsteps of Decca, brewed for the 10th anniversary, and Bolt Cutter, which was brewed for their 15th anniversary. Uh, the 20th anniversary party is going to take place on October 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Bottle sales of Tank Bender start at 10 a.m., uh, until 11 p.m. or until they are gone, whichever comes first. Now, customers are going to have two options for purchasing if you're at the brewery at Founders. Either you can get the 750-milliliter individual bottle, which is $20 each, uh, or a gift set. That includes the, the bottle, two commemorative glasses, and a custom box and booklet at $60 each. Now, each customer will be limited to purchasing either two 750-milliliter bottles or one bottle and one gift set. Tank Bender is also going to be available on draft the day of the party. Uh, performing at the party will be Founders' very own employee supergroup, the FBC All-Stars, others to be announced. Additionally, there are going to be food trucks, special deli offerings, and more. Just go to foundersbrewing.com for additional information on that if you're in the Michigan area and you want to go uh, to that release. Stone Brewing is releasing uh, an international collaboration beer with an up-and-coming cult breweries Beaver Town and Garage Project. Now, this is part of their metal series, and as they say it in their press release, who knew kiwi fruit could be so metal? Yuzu, that's who. Very cute. Cute. I like that. So, um, let's see. The uh, Frutalica. I guess on a 
theme of Metallica. Uh, that is uh, being released. Uh, is actually out this week. Uh, it is going to have kiwi and yuzu fruit uh, alongside American and New Zealand hops, plus a, a London ale yeast rounded out with a dash of habanero, uh, giving this beer a subtle lingering heat. I'm interested to try this. They're sending me a sample of it, and I will report back to you on that. It sounds really good. A slight tartness from the kiwi, flavors of peach, lime, citrus, and tropical fruit from the hops, and, of course, uh, the hints of wheat in the background and a surprisingly pleasant pepper on the finish. So I am very intrigued to try this. Uh, 80 IBU, massive hop flavor. Uh, they want it to enjoy fresh. They don't want you to, to age this one. Uh, this is part of their ongoing 2017 heavy uh, metal collaboration series. Uh, it's going to be in 22-ounce bottles and draft nationwide. Again, it's it's an 8% ABV with an 80 IBU, and it'll be available in most of their distribution uh, areas around the country. Let's see. New Jersey is getting it. New York is getting it as well. Pennsylvania. It'll be available in Puerto Rico. They're going to distribute it internationally. Uh, Japan, Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong, Germany, Australia. Although doesn't say Great Britain. That's interesting. Germany, it'll be available, uh, of course. And uh, this is the great thing about Stone that I love, is that they, um, they give you the aroma, they give you the tastes, they tell you what's going on, uh, you know, about the beer. And then uh, the pairing notes, they tell you how to pair the beer uh, with different foods, which is very cool. You can pair it with grilled shrimp, uh, soups and salads, uh, fresh fruit salad, main courses, barbecued pulled, uh, a jackfruit sandwich. Uh, different desserts as well. You can definitely pair beers uh, with desserts. Salted caramel ice cream, apricots dipped in white chocolate, they suggest. So uh, some interesting stuff uh, from that one from Stone. So as soon as I get that beer and get a chance to sample it, I will report back to you people as to how it tastes. So I mentioned this at the top of this segment here about will, uh, about you know uh, breweries that raise money via Kickstarter and they're trying to get um, you know open up breweries and things. So apparently a brewery in Kansas City, Wilderness Brewing Company, started a, um, a campaign, uh, a crowdfunding campaign, six years ago. And they raised about $41,000. They were looking to raise forty grand, and they got $41,000 from 372 people. So the owners, Mike Reinhardt and Nate Watson, they turned to Kickstarter for this. They said the funds would be used only for the brewery, not their salaries. They hope to start brewing in 2012. We're looking at sites in Columbus Park, the Crossroads, Lee Summit, and the West Bottoms to uh, produce beer uh, and get things going. So anyway, uh, their Kickstarter supporters are still waiting. They're waiting to see when this brewery is going to open. They raised this money back in 2012, uh, I guess uh, six years ago, 2017. Uh, So that would be 2011 they raised this money. Um, Apparently, they never started the brewery, which which is incredibly, you know, it doesn't surprise me, and I'm not surprised that this doesn't happen more often with people. So apparently their last Twitter post came in late April of 2013. Uh, they said in 2014 they updated. We're sorry the updates haven't coming. A slow climb of opening a brewery. Uh, but, you know, they were looking forward to getting it going. A- apparently people made $100 pledges, which included a personal invitation to the brewery's grand opening. Five people pledged $1,000 or more. It would have led to having a special brew named after them, a custom tap handle to be displayed at the brewery, two personalized pint glasses. None of these things ever materialized. It's a shame uh, that that they raised $41,000. These people never saw their beer. Uh, it, it's terrible. This is the thing that you have to watch out with things like this with, with Kickstarter and these fundraising campaigns. Know the beer that you're going to support before you, you decide to give money to it. 
I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm sorry that these people got cheated out of their money. I'm sorry these people, what it sounds like is these people took the money and just ran. It's disgusting. It shouldn't happen. And just, folks, just be careful. Be careful when you do things like this because you never know uh, what people are going to do. That's why I don't like to give to those types of fundings because you never know what's going to happen. Unless you Listen, unless you legitimately know the people and you want to give your money to them, then give your money to them. The best way to support these people, obviously, is to support their beer uh, you know, in the bars and support their beers in the tap rooms. But if they're trying to get a tap room going, and it sounds like they're very unscrupulous with this, I hope that the Small Business Bureau in Kansas City goes after these people and uh, these the people that donated their money uh, get their money back. Finally, last article, and this is leading into our interview with Jason Carty uh, from the uh, New Jersey Brewers Guild. So apparently, and Tara Nuren, thank you for this article, NewJerseyMonthly.com, if you want to check it out, it's on the Craft Beer Cast page. Uh, apparently, a small number of South and Central Jersey bar owners are boycotting New Jersey brewed craft beer. They're citing pending state legislation that say would allow the brewers to compete more effectively with their bars. I'm not going to go into the whole article. We don't have the time to do it here in this segment, and we'll get into it more with Jason in our next segment. But apparently a handful of places joined the uh, the boycott. The the bill, if it is passed, is is going to eliminate the uh, the tasting rooms uh, requiring patrons to tour the facility. You have to take a tour in New Jersey of a facility before you can start sampling beer. The breweries would also be allowed to sell or give away packaged snacks like chips. That's it. They're not going to be serving food. Food trucks will still be there. Uh, apparently, some of these places uh, in Medford, uh, Braddock's Tavern in Medford, the Ott's Restaurant locations in Medford, Berlin, and Washington Township, uh, all of them are owned by Bob Wagner. He apparently is a New Jersey Restaurant and Hospitality Association board member. He's the driving force behind the boycott. The Village Pub locations in Swedesboro and Washington Township, along with their corporate siblings, Cinder Bar in Clarksboro, Dad's Bar and Grill in Lumberton, and Neighborhood Pub and Grill at Ellery's in Middlesex, they're supporting this ban uh, because... Uh, as John Ellery, the owner of the Neighborhood Pub, says, the relative cost of liquor licenses, bars and restaurants sometimes spend more than a million dollars to buy their liquor license. He says, while craft breweries only pay the state between 1250 and 7500 per year per license, he feels that it's taking away from his bottom line. Let me tell you this. You are not taking away from a bar, a, a bar restaurant's bottom line by buying and supporting local craft beer. It, conversely, they are not losing business if you go to a craft brewery and buying beer. They would have to buy hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of craft beer in a brewery to hurt your bottom line. All you're doing, all of these restaurant owners, all you're doing is you're killing small business. That's exactly what you're doing. Folks, boycott these people. Any place that doesn't serve local fresh beer, be it New Jersey, New York, whatever, you should boycott those places. There is room for everybody here. You're not taking away from their bottom line. Okay, that's just my take on it. Everybody can get along. Everybody can make money. It is ridiculous that you that these business owners think that these breweries are taking away from their business. If you enjoy their beer and their beer is in a restaurant down the road, well, I might more likely go eat there because I'm going to drink that beer and I'm going to buy your food. Well, guess what? No, I'm not going to buy your food and I'm not going to buy your beer. And I encourage everybody to support that. I think it's wrong. It's not right. These guys are doing doing wrong. And you know what? Hopefully it puts a dent in their bottom line if you don't support them. Folks, when we come back after a short break, Jason Carty, the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Hi, this is Al Gattulo from the Joe Piscopo Morning Show. We're giving away two tickets to the New York Jets vs. Miami Dolphins home opener game on Sunday, September 24th at MetLife Stadium. Very easy to enter. You go to our AM970 The Answer smartphone app, which you can download for free in the Google Play Store or the iPhone App Store. For a complete list of contest rules, just go to am970theanswer.com. The tickets are valued at $540, and the winner will be announced on the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on Wednesday, September 20th. Good luck. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Flushing Christian School, Hawthorne Christian Academy, Smithtown Christian School. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970. The answer. Well, if you're going to talk New Jersey, and welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you're going to talk New Jersey, you got to have a Jersey band. What better band, old school, thrash metal, Overkill, out of Old Bridge, New Jersey, wrecking crew, can't beat it. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. You can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, of course, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, we are on Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from there. My next guest on the cast, he's the executive director of the Garden State Craft Brewers Guild, and they are in conjunction with other sponsors. They're putting on this great event at I Play America on Saturday, September 16th. The cool thing is all of the beers, the liquor, some of the, the, the chocolate, the crafts that are going to be there, they're all Jersey-made. And your money, if you choose to go to the event, helps all New Jersey businesses, including the brewers, who are participating. And it is quite the list. Now, njbeer.org is the website for more information. Let me welcome in the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild, Jason Carty, to the Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. Jason, welcome. Hey, Al. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, Jason, how did the Garden State Brewers Guild get started, and what is its role within the state? So it started over 20 years ago uh, with the limited number of breweries that were in New Jersey. Uh, Prior to 2012, the law was very kind of overbearing and over-regulating breweries where you could not consume any beer on premise. You just go for a tour, and breweries were mainly for distribution. Uh, 2012, there's a law change that allows on-site consumption at the breweries. What you see today across the state uh, in tasting rooms at the breweries. Right. So now we uh, boast over 75 breweries in the state of New Jersey. So the Guild is a nonprofit trade association, uh, and we're here to promote New Jersey beer. Uh, you know, our, our brewery members and lobby for laws that are advantageous for our brewery members, and uh, you know, and get the 
get, get, the, get the word out there, the message of what great beer in New Jersey makes. And, Jason, how did you get involved with the Brewers Association? I saw solicitation old school, uh, adding a paper, if you will, uh, <laughs> uh, for a position opening with them as a, as the director. And I have a, a union organizing, political fundraising uh, type of background. And it was a, in addition to being a, a beer nerd myself, it seemed like a good fit. I applied and I was uh, fortunate enough to be selected for the position. A, a newspaper? Those things exist still? I can't believe, you know, you tell <laughs> not people. Literally, no, not literally. I know, no, I know, I know. <laughs> We're talking with Jason Carty. He's the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild. NJBeer.org is the website for more information. So let's talk about this event, Jason, that's coming up September, uh, Saturday, September 16th. It's at I Play America in Freehold right off of Route 9. Uh, it's a fundraising festival to help the brewers. Uh, how can you get tickets, and what's the cost? What do you get for your ticket price? Right, so it's uh, njbeer.org is our website. You can also get tickets directly at njbeer.ticketleap.com. So either of those two sites you can access for tickets. So uh, there's only a limited number of VIP tickets left uh, that get you in a little VIP area within the festival for some additional beers. But uh, there's plenty of tickets left uh, for the general mission, and that gets you a souvenir cup. Uh, you get... Uh, plenty of beers, uh, most likely in a four-ounce pour, mm-hmm. um, is, which is what you get for most beers unless it's a higher alcohol content. Right. Uh, you also get to try some craft spirits, plenty of samples of Jersey-made cheese, Jersey-made chocolate, beef jerky, and a lot of crafters will be there as well for handmade. So we're looking forward to this event uh, to promote everything uh, at the festival will be made in New Jersey, the beer, the spirits, the food, the crafts, and it will be a live band playing. Uh, there will be a uh, you know, discount. You also get 50% discount for an iPlay pass. So you can, oh, nice. uh, before or after the, the festival, go and enjoy 50% off an all-day pass at the iPlay Center. Good deal. Good deal. Now, is the food is the food included with your ticket price, or it's just the beer is included? The beer and the spirits is included. You can get samples, plenty of samples. You know, if you want to be that guy and stand at the sample <laughs> table for a lot, eat more than a couple samples, right. uh, you can but then you can also buy their products. So you can buy, you know, uh, some cheese and some chocolate, chocolate and beef jerky in addition to the, to the gratuitous samples by the vendors. Nice, nice. Talking with Jason Carty, he's the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild. NJBeer.org is the website for more information. Now, the link to iPlay, the iPlay America event is there on their page. Just click it. You can get your tickets there. We're here on the Angatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So, Jason, New Jersey, and you mentioned it, has lagged behind the rest of the country in terms of breweries that are open. Uh, you, You mentioned 75 of them. There's more, I mean, seemingly every day. Uh, that want to try and open in New Jersey. New York State, by contrast, has over 300, which is the most since Prohibition. Uh, I know you, met, you you touched on it with the, the laws being so archaic. What is being done to fix that problem, to, and, you know, in addition to the laws that were passed in 2012? Is there anything else coming up? Because I know there's been a lot of talk that restaurants are very unhappy with breweries wanting to have food trucks on site or, you know, different things. What's, what's going on here? What's, what can be done to fix these problems? So there is a, a, a bill... Uh, if we remember the whole How a Bill Becomes a Law uh, cartoon from where it Yes, so Schoolhouse Rock, sure. Exactly. So there's a bill right now to allow, uh, to actually to eliminate the mandatory tours that you have to right. take when you go to a brewery right now. So that was a, a uh, regulation, an over-regulation, in my opinion, that was uh, put upon us in 2012 that changed the, the tweak, the, the verbiage of law to allow us to have the tasting rooms. Right. So now you have to get a mandatory tour. There's a bill currently... Uh, in the in the assembly, got out of the committee. We're waiting for it to hopefully get a, a Senate committee hearing in the next session to eliminate this uh, over uh, burdensome tour, mandatory tour. There is a, a portion of that bill about snacks and not to sell food or open a restaurant. But yes, some of the unfortunately restaurants and bars 
uh, took offense to some of that. But at the end of the day, we, we see it as a partnership. We make great beer. They want and need our great beer for their consumers because at the end of the day, the consumer is always going to demand. And, and some of the more successful restaurants and bars right now are the ones that are featuring craft beer, not just craft beer, but local craft beer. There's, for example, a Jersey City bar, the Atlas, that they only carry New Jersey beer. And they're and they're doing tremendous. Uh, it's and it, in fact they go as far as only independently distributed craft breweries are. So from south all the way to South Jersey, North Jersey, they carry just New Jersey uh, beers made you know, produced in the state. So yeah, there's a little bit of turmoil uh, between the bars and restaurants. I think it's more of a misunderstanding. It's we're just lobbying for mm-hmm. uh, a more advantageous experience to the consumer when they come to the brewery. They don't have to be. Uh, mandated to take a tour. See, and what I, Jason, what I don't seem to understand, and and I think that's great that that bar in Jersey City is doing that. And I think more bars in the state need to be promoting New Jersey beer products. There are a lot of great New Jersey beers out there. It's not just national. New Jersey itself has a really great beer culture and and you know and and, and things of that nature. But the talk that I'm seeing on social media, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, specifically, a lot of people were complaining some bars, they're not carrying New Jersey beers anymore, and it's almost like cutting your nose to spite your face. Why wouldn't you want to promote a local product that you could bring in and say, hey, these guys are right down the street. If you enjoy the food here and you're enjoying the drink, you can go down the street and have a couple of beers. I don't understand that that back and forth there. I mean, the, the breweries are trying to make money. The restaurants are trying to make money. You can both get along without having this 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 turmoil back and forth, couldn't you? I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and you make a great point that it's, it's local made. That's what... Uh, people want. Unfortunately, some restaurants and bars see it, breweries as a threat instead of as a partner where they think we're devaluing their liquor license because I can start a brewery uh, for you know the licensing fee, let's say it's $2,500 where right. you pay half a million dollars for your liquor license. But what they don't realize is the breweries are spending at least half a million dollars in equipment to make the beer. So they're they're investing as much, if not more sometimes, and we can only serve the breweries can only serve the beer they produce on premise at their breweries. Right. Whereas a liquor license holder, a bar, or restaurant, can sell any beer they want made anywhere, liquor, and any wine they want, regardless of where it was made. So they're, you know, it is comparing apples to oranges when they try to make that that argument of of us devaluing their liquor license. So, but we definitely see as a partnership, we're more than willing to uh, work with any restaurant and bar that you know, plenty of them are doing tap takeovers and they identify mm-hmm. the demand for local beer right now that the consumer wants. Yeah, it seems crazy to me that a, that a bar or restaurant would not want to make more money by bringing in you know, local fresh beer that people are going to come to their restaurant, drink the beer, and then buy food along with it to eat and drink while sitting at the bar. It, that, that, to me, boggles my mind. We're talking with Jason Carty. He's the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild, njbeer.org. Website for more information is also the link to the I Play America event uh, that's right there on the page. Just click and get your, you can uh, order your tickets right from there. It's Saturday, September 16th. I believe it's noon to 4. All of the uh, the breweries, the distilleries, uh, the food there, it's all going to be New Jersey-based, and it will help all these people from New Jersey, which is fantastic. Jason, with so many breweries that are opening up all across the country, and again, New Jersey is is far behind that but is growing in leaps and bounds every day, and we're seeing so much turnover uh, and closings, just in this last month alone in, in breweries across the United States, we're seeing these people closing doors. Uh, do you think the market in New Jersey can sustain itself at its current rate of expansion? Or do you think that that bubble, just locally, I don't mean nationally here, uh, locally, do you think it can sustain uh, the current rate of expansion? We, we are definitely an exception to the uh, to the trend. New Jersey is still, I want to say, 42nd uh, breweries per capita. 
uh, out of all the states ranked nationally. So we're 42nd. So we have a lot more room for growth. We've exceeded uh, the national growth level of breweries. So for this, this year, example, 2017, uh, at least another dozen breweries are open up, which puts us, uh, you know, over 20% growth. Uh, so I think there's still room for, for growth in the state because we are so far behind. We're, we're well behind, as you mentioned earlier, in New York. There were 300 breweries now. Obviously, they're they're larger. But we now have a brewery in 20 of the 21 counties in the state, uh, from north, from Cape May, all the way up to Sussex County. Uh, so we're, we're still growing. There's another, at least another dozen breweries in the state in planning stages, and we haven't seen the drop-off or, or loss of breweries like they have in other states because I believe it's because we're so far behind in our laws. Uh, we're so far behind, and we're still trying to catch up to our neighboring states. And, Jason, you're hopeful that hopefully in this next legislative session that things will change that will further the cause uh, of craft brewers in the state of New Jersey and help get more product out there in an easier fashion uh, than, than the laws that are currently on the books right now. Absolutely, and, and a lot more legislators and even local officials are seeing uh, the value of having a brewery in your town or a, bit, a, a struggling business district. It, right. it creates jobs, it's economic development, it's beverage tourism. A lot of people are coming from out of state, you know, not just going to the shore, but hey, while we're at the shore, let's tour the breweries, let's go sample some beer. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a value. Uh, all those those bullet points of you know job growth and economics that that's it's definitely a fast growing industry and it's and, and it's helping uh helping uh, the, the the state overall it is, it is definitely the lifeblood of small business and you know the people that don't understand that or don't see that uh, are you know to me i think they're they're a little bit crazy uh great talk here with jason carty the executive director of the garden state brewers guild njbeer.org that's the website for more information there's also a link there to the i play america event uh, on the page, just click it. You can go order your tickets right from there. It is taking place, I Play America, Saturday, September 16th from noon to 4. It helps all the New Jersey brewers. It's only New Jersey beer that's going to be there. Great, uh, I believe Carton will be there, Cane Brewing, uh, Wet Ticket. You've got Bolero Snort. You've got all these great breweries uh, from across the state, Cape May. They're all going to be there, and you get a chance to sample these different Jersey beers. Great stuff. Jason, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Al. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds. And it's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Kearney Christian Academy, Christ Our Foundation Learning Center, Gateway Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. 
Ransomware is software that can infiltrate your business through email, enabling cyber criminals to hijack sensitive information as ransom for your own data's release. Leveraging Barracuda email security with advanced threat detection can stop a ransomware attack in its tracks. As an added measure, Barracuda Backup allows you to recover your data without having to surrender to extortion. Crime doesn't pay when you protect your business data with Barracuda. Go to barracuda.com slash ransomware to learn more. AM 97, The Answer. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. A little uh, loudness and some crazy nights to kick off this uh, final segment of this Labor Day weekend here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's kick it off. Um, two places I was at, uh, uh, was at, were at, was at, I don't know. Anyway, two places that I uh, attended events at, let's let's just say, over the last week and a half. And uh, let's kick it off first. First off, Cowan's Public. Uh, They're going to be um, an advertiser on the program uh, starting next week, full disclosure. Uh, these guys are doing a tremendous job. At this place. Very much a speakeasy feel. Uh, it's in Nutley, New Jersey. Very convenient to get to off of Route 3 uh, or the Garden State Parkway. And when you look at it from the outside, you go, hmm, not, you know, doesn't look like much. But boy, let me tell you something. When you go inside, what a cool swinging vibe. I mean, just awesome. The bartenders are immaculate making drinks. The food was excellent. Uh, I had... Um, Tacos, these Korean pulled chicken tacos uh, with this spicy, little spicy sauce on it that just, with pineapple, that it just gave you the right amount of heat, exactly what you needed. These guys are awesome. We'll be going to talk more about uh, Cowan's Public and the Barrow House, which is the other restaurant that they own. Um, it, it, they're doing a tremendous job. Tom, thank you so much for your hospitality. I mean, it was just mind-blowing. Let's put it that way, all right? This is a great place. You should definitely get over there. Check out the craft beers that they have on tap. They do a lot of local stuff. They do a lot of national stuff. But boy, let me tell you something. They do a great job. And no exception, uh, they had a victory brewing uh, takeover, tap takeover. Got to meet Bill Kovalevsky uh, personally. Had a great chat with Bill. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, we're going to get Bill back on the program again uh, soon, probably within the the next month or so, and give us an update on what's going on uh, with Victory Beer, but it was just awesome to be able to chat with him, uh, with one of the sales reps, Patrick Reed. Uh, just a tremendous night, and had a lot of fun with my neighbor Greg with trying a lot of different Victory Beers. So we kick it off with a White Monkey. This one, uh, in aged in barrels of white wine uh, with a little hint of vanilla. Real nice. I mean, real, a nice, easy, uh, honestly, it was like an easy sipping beer. It was like, it almost felt like having a glass of wine. Yet it was a beer. Delicious stuff. Really enjoyed it. And that hint of vanilla on the back end was perfect. Then I moved on to a Braumeister Pils. Very German-esque type beer. Nice, slight bite. Almost a little like a Beck's. That's how I equate it to. If you like Beck's beer, you're going to like the Braumeister Pils. Delicious. Good stuff uh, from Victory Brewing. Then we moved on uh, to uh, kind of mixed it up a little bit. Uh, Had a Captain's Lawrence. 
uh, captains, uh, Captain Lawrence, excuse me, Captain Lawrence, uh, uh, Powder Dreams, Juicy IPA, Northeast, great flavor, uh, really packed the punch, nice stuff from uh, Captain Lawrence. Then I had, uh, to finish the night, um, I had a, uh, a Marshall Zukov's Imperial Stout by Cigar City Brewing. Um, as I said on Untapped, and you can follow me on Untapped at Gatulo, uh, the bomb, dank, dark, delicious. Maybe I shouldn't have used the word dank because I usually describe dank with uh, with more imperial IPAs or you know of uh, that nature. But uh, this was delicious. It tasted, or as the bartender said at Cowan's Public, he said like tar. It pours like tar. But boy, let me tell you something. It don't drink like tar. That was fantastic uh, from Cigar City. Uh, then let's see. Had a yards brewing over at Paragon Tap and Table a cicada. Uh, very smooth going down, slight bitterness, uh, and real good. And for a high ABV, I was shocked at how smooth it went down. I really expected something, a more stronger punch. Good stuff from Yards there, the Cicada by Yards Brewing. As we continue on our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Then uh, last weekend when I was at the uh, Gary Clark Jr. show, stopped over at a little Cuban place called Cubicon, right on the boardwalk, had an XPA by Asbury Park Brewery, nice hops, little citrus flavor, Good stuff. That was a good, uh, easy-drinking one. And then I had, um, what else? There was something else I had down there, and I can't remember. Asbury, I think I think the Stone Pony brews their own beer. And to be honest with you, I didn't check in with it on Untapped. I have to find it and check in on it. Uh, but it was a good, it was a real nice pale ale, uh, something light for the show. Delicious. Really enjoyed it. I have to find out the name of it, though, and uh, I will let you guys know. Uh, for Thursday night, though, this past week, um, Scott Wells uh, from Bolero Snort, they were doing a, an event, New Jersey bands, New Jersey beers, over at the Crossroads in Garwood, and he had asked me to attend, and I did, and boy am I glad that I did. All New Jersey beers on tap. What a great job. And really, folks, support New Jersey beer. Support local beer. Uh, this isn't just New Jersey-centric. You live in New York. You live in the tri-state area. You live outside the area. Wherever you're at, support your local breweries. Small business. It's the lifeblood of America. You support these guys, you're supporting small business, and you're doing something good. This is awesome. And, in fact, this week in a lot of places, uh, if you get a chance, they're donating proceeds to the relief effort at Hurricane Harvey. You know, check around at your local breweries. Maybe they're doing something. I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Departed Souls is doing something. A dollar for every beer bought, uh, et cetera, et cetera, is going to go to the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund. Do that. Okay? Go out and support them. It's a long weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Take advantage of it. So, I started off uh, with uh, over at the Crossroads with a Carton SS Heath. Boy, I'll tell you something. Somebody on another social media outlet had said this beer is like boat on steroids. I can't, I can't describe it any better than that. Spot on, delicious. Boat is the is Carton's really signature beer. This is just a boat on steroids. Jacked up, uh, you know, higher ABV, much more of a bite to it. Fantastic. Boat on steroids, excellent description. Then I moved on to a 17-mile IPA uh, by Cypress Brewing. Great to see Charles Backman there. We had a great talk for a little bit. Uh, good stuff. I thought this beer was super malty. Had a nice bite, good bitterness, but there's no malt in it. And Charles was explaining it to me, and to be honest with you folks, if I try to explain it to you, uh, I'm not going to remember half of what he told me. So, uh, But what he did tell me was there is no malt in the beer, but it does come across with a malty taste. So if you like your IPA with a little bit of malt in it uh, and there's no malt, try this, 17-mile IPA. It was excellent, great, high IB, uh, IBUs, just a real, real 
great, great local IPA, 17-mile IPA uh, by Cypress Brewing. Then I had a Wave Tank by Kane. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. Kane Brewing is doing a fantastic job of making IPAs. They really are. I mean, a lot of their stuff is good, but they have become, to me at least, the go-to for IPAs. And as I described it on Untapped, it's the bomb. Dank, juicy, awesome. That's one I could drink, 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 and I could drink it all day. I mean, I'm sure I couldn't drink more than three or four if I'm sitting in my backyard, but boy, I'll tell you something. Kane is doing a great job making IPAs. They have really uh, jumped it up a notch over the last year and a half. Go get a wave tank. If you if you find it somewhere on tap, go drink it. It's delicious. Then I had an FTH by Dark City Brewing down in Asbury Park. And honestly, I was disappointed in this one. This was definitely the dud of the week. I expected something else, and I didn't get it. It looks dank, but doesn't taste juicy. I was disappointed in this one, folks. have to say it. Uh, just not a fan. I like Dark City's darker beers. When they add coffee and things to that nature, their porters and stouts, their IPAs, no, they're not hitting the mark for me. Uh, and then I, I capped off the night with a Freedom Toast by Cypress. Um, this one is really good. Great tastes of cinnamon and maple, some vanilla on the back end. Here's the best part about this. You would think for a stout that it would be very, very heavy and high, calor- you know, high in calories. Absolutely not. 5.2% ABV, about 100 and I think it was about 160 or 170 calories. So for a stout, which I really expect to be much more in, in caloric intake, definitely was not that great job, Charles, uh, with the Freedom Toast. I love it. That's one I could sip uh, all day long. It was excellent. The cinnamon and the maple in it were just awesome. Really hit your tongue uh, when you sipped it. Excellent job. And the one thing that I liked that Crossroads did that I think more places should do, and I don't understand why they don't do it, on their list, they gave you the ABVs, they gave you the IBUs, but they told you the caloric uh, you know, uh, intake so that you could choose what you wanted. Now, listen, IPAs are high in calories, so are stouts. Uh, the, the, uh, what was it, Dogfish Heads Worldwide Stout, um, whopping 480 calories for one bottle. That's a lot, man. That is a lot of calories. I like that. I think more bars should do that. I think I would be more selective in things that I try. but certainly try other stuff, but definitely something uh, that, that you really need to you know, kind of uh, look at. And I think more bars should do that, put calorie in, uh, you know, um, amounts on their beers. It's definitely something my, buddy, uh, my friend Buddy Watson and I were discussing uh, the other day. It is definitely something that uh, more bars should do. Uh, in the near future. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Jason Carty, the executive director of the Garden State Brewers Guild, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at, actually not Monday, Tuesday. We're off. It's Labor Day. Tuesday, we'll be back, 6 a.m. All right? This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Drink responsibly. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.